Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hi, this is Stephanie Megan. You're listening to Broke Girl Therapy. Therapy is too expensive. You're listening to Broke Girl Therapy. 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 Someone needs to commission like a piece for back here. A what? You need like an. I'm gonna get you a neon. I know. I need. I need something. I need something there. I need like a neon broker therapy sign up over there. And then it, you don't know. You know what it needs to say? It needs what? to be th- therapy. And then when you turn it on, it says in session. Because it's like an on air sign. Yeah. Oh, that's really cute. But no, I think broker therapy is okay. Fine. <laughs> no, I like the idea. <laughs> You're I like, I like the concept. I just I don't like, like the, the execution. Con- <laughs> I like the concept, but aesthetically, like, let's say when it's just up there and I'm not recording, like, I want it to still. Say broke girl therapy over therapy. Oh, there session. you go. You can say broke girl therapy, and then there's a bottom Not one. That bottom says one in session. session, and you can click it on. Oh and my off. god, look at that! We're look so creative. Yeah, yeah, we're matching. We're matching. On oh my god, this pink sweatshirt is so dirty. I'm sorry. It's I wore okay. it because of you. Because you're. I pink. love it, and and I'm a daughter of an immigrant. I'm That's what your sweatshirt says, which is true. I am. But Rose, yeah. I have to make introductions because everyone's really fucking excited. Really? Yes. Are you kidding me? I don't know. We'll get into it. Are we ready? Yeah, let's go. Okay. Hi, guys. It's, wait, is it even even? No, it's not. It's not? No, no, it is. I'm just taller than you. <laughs> but, like, as far as framing-wise, it's good? Yeah. Okay. Is this okay for you folks at home? Is this? I can always crop it to That's make fine. it. That's fine. You can always, like, isn't there, like, a tilt shift or whatever yeah. you can do when, like... Yeah, yeah. Anyways, hi guys, it's me, Stephanie Megan, your host of Rocco Therapy, and guess the fuck away. Rose is Yay! back! I'm back! I'm back. It's been so fucking long. How long has it been? May. No. Yes. Or June. May. End of May. When we did fuck the me. girls episode with Rachel... Oh my God! Fuck me. It's okay. We we I've been super busy and you've been extremely busy. Yeah, I busy have a job well now. Ugh. I mean, how's that going? No, I love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have like no, you're all... doing amazing things. Can we talk yes. about it? Oh yeah, no, of course. Um, I yeah, I'm writing for a really it's it's crazy because it's a it's a hit TV show. Um, BMF on Stars. It's a it's crazy how it's aired and where season finale is about to come. Actually, by the time the episode airs, the season finale will probably be out. But it's crazy. We're working on season two right now. Um. And it's a shit show, but it's like an adult. Now I'm, I'm back. I'm like, I have a job again. So it's like really yeah. weird to busy. be there and I'm That's busy fine. and then I'm working on the podcast and then I'm yeah. also working on my own side projects. I'm working on a book, which is just <gasps> like exhausting. I know it's so exhausting. <laughs> it's really, everyone like makes it sound like they're like, I'm writing a book and I'm like that. It's the Sounds worst. Hard. It's so fucking hard. I always think about writing a book. I'm like, bitch, you can't write. I'm gonna have like you're gonna have to, I'm gonna have to collaborate with someone. Eventually. Yeah, get a ghostwriter. Yeah, or just be like Stephanie Megan and 
so-and-so because oh my God, that's fine but literally no one i mean like i'm gonna tell you right now no one writes their own book you know what i mean oh yeah for like, sure i yeah. figured no no one writes their book it ghostwriters for everyone you know what i mean i just like i'll talk and it just just transcribe it that's, <laughs> that's what it. literally writing a celebrity memoir <laughs> right. is it's yeah. just like mariah carey talking to an iphone and then some poor person has to like tap it up and like you know make or rev.com exactly it's ooh. Are you sponsored by them? No, I just I just transcribe stuff with them for work. Oh, know. but I love that, that that was like a smooth transition. For rev.com. Rev.com, where <laughs> we translate, or no, transcribe. transcribe. Jesus Christ, or translate. I don't <laughs> yeah, know probably translate. Broco Therapy is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what would you do? Would you go for a run, take a nap, read a book, show up for a friend? A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I mentioned before that I went back to therapy and that was the best decision I've ever made because every time I leave a session, I do feel like I just got so much off my chest. I've been suffering with so much anxiety because I feel like sometimes I don't have time. I don't have time to get all this stuff done or I feel like I'm not worthy of doing a good job of the things that I have to do. And I know that stems from a lot of ADHD. So talking to my therapist, she really gives me the space to just vent and have those emotions and she validates that and gives me the tool sets to be able to continue my day and to give me that confidence to remind myself that like I got this. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash BrokeGirl today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash BrokeGirl. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. Y'all know Claritin is literally the most on-brand sponsorship that I could get. There's been so many times that people have commented on an episode and been like, girl, blow your nose a little bit. Like, you sound real stuffy. Are you good? And all I needed was a Claritin to help treat my allergies. Especially right now when it's springtime, the flowers are blooming, pollen is in the air. Best believe I have my Claritin in my pocket. And I love her. I love my Claritin D because she helps me survive through this allergy season. And honestly just helps me survive in general because y'all know I just have allergies all the time. <laughs> so if you guys are suffering with allergies, I would honestly suggest coming from the allergy queen myself to go and get yourself some Claritin D. Don't make yourself suffer, especially during allergy season. So go get yours, boo. Luckily, for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. 
Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Um, but yeah, no, so like writing a book is really hard. People make it sound like it's super easy. It's not. It's, it's fucking difficult. Yeah, because you have to like story edit. You have to think of like what plot lines you're going to talk about. You know, it's, there has to be a structure. Yeah, You know what I mean? Like if people read it and they give great notes, but then there's contradicting notes and then you're like, People have to stop reading this so I can just, like, finish it. Right. But, yeah, but it's fun. I mean, you know, I don't think people realize that most writers actually hate writing. You know what I mean? I hate writing. Well, you know, it, it's hard. It's fucking <laughs> yeah, hard. It Everyone is. thinks it's so easy until you actually no, have to, like. that's why I have like, Grammarly on my computer. It's hard for you to write an email. To be fair, I don't know shit about grammar. I'm a writer, but I'm, like, terrible at right. grammar. Yeah, but do you have Grammarly? Yeah, I do. Not I also sponsored. have the, like, again, not sponsored. <laughs> not sponsored. I also have the largest secret weapon, which is Kathleen Kane, my mother, who's, like, oh, been yeah. my editor and, like, <gasps> amazing. I should editor. have her edit my emails. Oh, my God, you probably should. Yeah. Um, She's amazing. I mean, she's editing, like, fucking anthony's resume right now like she's just I really good that. at she's, she's great at that shit it's her job she's it's a writer job. she's a copy she's a copy editor she's a writer she's a mom she's a feminist she's a style icon she's the greatest she's the best she and, really she, and she's my best friend she is your best friend actually i love her she loves you we like fangirl over each other on the internet it's i know great. it's so annoying i really you kind of get jealous it's like fomo yeah. in a weird way yeah uh, i mean i want hi junie see now junie's like it's okay you can be my mom no nope. yeah can she's I? always she's a hoe Junie's Junie, a hoe. you a hoe. She definitely a hoe. Were you also a prostitute in your past life? That was. I think by your she pimp? was a prostitute in her past life. Maybe me and her worked together at one point. That's why you she's probably. so cagey about me. She's like, bitch, you right. stole money from me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Also, probably. Her butthole is so clean. It's she's crazy. Like, I know, and I didn't even do it. She does it herself. I would be concerned if you did it. <laughs> a little too much of a cat, mom. <laughs> anyways, anyways, we didn't even like think about oh no we did talk about what we're gonna talk about I yeah no my mind is everywhere i'm tired you tired i think that's what we're here to talk about <laughs> is like what is a work-life balance what is a work-life balance and honestly yeah <laughs> i don't it fucking know fucking I, figure it out. you know i always think about how like people are like you can have it all and then you <laughs> remember no I don't want to have it all because that sounds like a lot. Having it all sounds like a fucking lot. It does. Because it is a lot. I'm just tired. Yeah, no, I I actually like I journal, um, you know, all the time. And for work, you know, I'm on Zoom and I'm taking notes as we're like pitching in the writer's room and I'm taking notes. And then I have like my own personal notebook and I'll like mm-hmm. venture over and like write in my own personal notebook, especially like when they're going on a tangent and I don't understand what they're talking about. So I'm just like, <laughs> let me just like things. And I like... <laughs> went past in my notebook during lunch like today and I've written the word exhausted and tired like over 2000 times in like the last like month in my notebook and I'm like literally just every entry is like I'm tired I'm exhausted and I'm like what the fuck bitch remember when you used to do all nighters you right? would like go out on a Friday and like fucking not sleep until Sunday Monday how did we do that uh, it's I'm uh, so jealous of my younger self that she was just like do Molly and then like the next day go to work it, like nothing happened like nothing happened it just I just all back. I need is a Starbucks coffee and I'll get through the day oh my god I had three coffees 
days and I was just like sitting there literally in front of the Zoom being like, none of this is hitting me yet. Yeah, or it just makes you feel worse. No, it does. Because then what <laughs> happens is that you like get a jolt and then you just crash immediately mm-hmm. afterwards. Um, that's, I mean, that's like also what getting older is, but I'm also, yeah. you know me, I'm so anti about like people saying like, I'm old. We're not old. old. No. I just think that staring at a computer from fucking... 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. is straining and emotionally just like oh, my God. exhausting. Yeah, it, that's been me. I mean, did you see my breakdowns of my episodes? <laughs> I love them. You love my breakdowns. I do. It's honest, I guess. Why? Yeah. It, I, <laughs> what is wrong with Well, no, no, no. I'm, no it's, I mean, it's completely honest for sure. It's just like sometimes I think I've been so hard on myself. Not on the show, I think outside of work, where, or sorry, outside of life, <laughs> outside of the show, um, <laughs> I at work probably is where I feel like I'm so honest that I'm like, because I, so I was going through this transition to this, what a topic is. So I was going through what you guys saw was like some sort of meltdown and I was trying to get through it. Um, and it was a really affecting my work like my performance and um people were seeing that I was just not mentally okay and I mean they were understanding people were there for me but it's also just I've also got can my cat just can your cat just be understanding of your mental breakdown right (laughs) now she needs to chill this is not the time come on this is not about you Junie right and so it you know it kind of if anything opened my eyes to to my mental health Mm -hmm. because I think sometimes I'm like oh I don't struggle with like depression or anxiety because like I look at other people and I'm like because mine doesn't look like that you know so I'm thinking like oh they have that and that's how it looks like on them so I don't have that and Mm -hmm. then I go through these moments where I'm like oh bitch you 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 struggling you struggling and And sometimes and sometimes it's like I'm so high functioning yeah you know and it like I'm really good at just kind of like just keep going and keep going, but it, and you know at the moment I'm thinking this is for the best, mm-hmm. but it's actually like making things worse. Yeah. And then I get to a point where I crack and then I cry. I'm on here crying to you guys. It's affecting everything in my life, and so I kind of I always had this idea that I had ADHD. Um, I, don't, I mean, when I was younger, I always knew that I had a hard time in school mm-hmm. and, like, focusing and loved just distracting myself with, like, socialness, just being social and shit. And, yeah. and I just thought, like, oh, I just was a kid that didn't care. But looking back, like, I really did care because as an adult now, I'm getting the same type of feedback, but, like, in the work area. Yeah. You know? And so it's kind of just... <laughs> It was like this, this, this thing that just kept repeating, and then I hit a point where I was like, "I need to figure this out." So right. I went to a specialist, and I got diagnosed with ADHD. What was your initial reaction? So relieved. Really, that's beautiful. Yeah, like that's it, tight. And I don't know, like it didn't make me sad. It, right. I mean, it didn't make me like if if anything, it's like made me feel so much better because for years, I think honestly, my entire life, I've always struggled with like I'm never good enough like Mm. why am I not learning as quickly as like my classmates right why am I not excelling like these other people in my company 
Like, why are they doing better? Why do I keep getting fired? Right. These people are younger than me. Why are they more successful? Why are they beating me to this point, you know, in this ladder, you yeah. know? And like, why am I just not, why am I not organized? Right. Why am I not? What's the obstacle? What's holding you back? And then you right. named I, it. Right. And I always just thought like, oh, maybe I just like don't care and I have to start caring and like, mm-hmm. or I have to, you know, I don't know. I just, I would always just c- come up with like reasons like, oh, maybe I just shouldn't go out for a minute and just focus or let me just stop the show for a month and just focus. And like, I always tried to find ways to focus, but it was nothing was ever working. Working, yeah. Because my mind doesn't work as the same person who is not does not have ADHD, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that most of the time, though, the world is created for one brain, right? From education system to how we consume things. It's literally, I mean, the world in its own way is ableist to fill in the blank group of people. And you bring up education, and that's like a great example that like how we educate kids is not the same everyone. You know what I mean? Like we do standardized testing and you're like, no, like you can't teach me. Like I'm a very visual person. You can't just like tell me to read something. I'm not going to get it as well as like just seeing someone do it and explain it to me. Mm. And I'm like, okay, show me pictures, show me pie charts or whatever. So then you're learning that everyone learns differently. And now I'm not saying that you have to cater to every human being, but you should know that there is a spectrum of being Mm. like, you can satisfy as many groups as people if we just like redirected and change. Education system is just sadly such a broken system. And I think when we were younger as well too, it's like there is this notion or this like assumption of like people who have ADHD who are like super hyper and like can't stay in their seats and they're crazy. And I'm like, that's why I was like, Oh, I I guess I don't have that because I, I'm not like that. Like I could, you know, for the most part stay still. Yeah. Um, but I found out and the doctor told me it was that because, you know, back then the studies were based off of boys and they had no i mean and with girls it's a different reaction different same thing with the asperger's like a lot of people are like oh women don't have asperger's and it's like no because we're only stepped into primarily white male Mm -hmm. experiences of like what things look like and now they open up the case studies and they're like oh fuck it looks different on every human being again one of those things where you can't just put one label on something there's subsets and like Mm -hmm. you know different genres in a weird way of these things yeah but so, <laughs> do we have a moment? Do we have a moment? Hmm. <laughs> I love you. Congratulations. Um, but no, so now that like, what's your kind of game plan? I feel like sometimes when people get that, they, that diagnosis, like you said, it's like relieving and it feels good. You're able to label it. You're like, haha, it explains a bunch of stuff. But like, what is your kind of like your journey? Been? My plan? Yeah. yeah. I mean, right now, I mean, I only got diagnosed like last week. So I've only known for like. Oh, cool! So we're not doing shit. It's only been seven days. It's only been seven days, <laughs> um, but I've been. It's been a long seven days. Yeah. Um, but you know, right now, I think I'm just trying to understand. Again, I, I feel like there's still so much more I need to learn about ADHD and also just my ADHD. Mm-hmm. So I'm, right now, I've been kind of like just really thinking a lot about my past mm-hmm. and like trying to understand like where it affected my life because it's not just like school. It's not just work. Like it's affected my dating life. It's affected my mental health. It's affected like my decisions. And so I'm still trying to process it and I'm still trying to understand. 
Um, I am on Adderall. <laughs> okay. So I'm taking medication. But, you know, that is even something, too, where I'm like, do I want to be on Adderall for the rest of my life? Like, mm-hmm. do I want to be on medication for the rest of my life? Oh, you know, boy. like, yeah. that's really tough. Like, I don't want to become addicted to something because, I mean, quite frankly, like, I mean, Adderall has been really helping. Like, I do feel um, so much better in a sense of, like, I'm getting more stuff done because yeah. sometimes one of the things with ADHD is, like, you want to do everything and then you just get so burnt out and you're like, oh, my God. And sometimes you just don't do shit. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, that's been ha- – that happened to me all the time. I've had so many episodes of being burnt out because I just pile so many things on thinking I could conquer everything. But lately in the past week, I've been doing good at, like, trying to take it slow. Right. Um, you know? And do you think it's helping you, the medication? Because that's, like, the I think biggest so. – See, that's the biggest relationship I feel like people – gloss over is does the medication help yes Mm -hmm. it's really weird to imagine your entire life taking this medication but also you don't need to there's like ways to like dose medications in and out of your life you know what I mean like you know as someone who's bipolar and has been on medications for a while currently right now it's been an entire year I've not been on any medications Mm. and how how do you how are you feeling since you've been um Kind of, I mean, everyone who's seen me has been like, whoa, you seem really mellow. Like, I just mm. seem very kind of like plateau-y, I guess. That's not a word, but it sounds cool. <laughs> but like, you know, plateauing and right. like kind of have like a baseline. But I haven't been on in a year, not by choice, but because of COVID. And like, I didn't have health care and like mm. it overlapped. And then I couldn't find a therapist. And like, you know, everyone was looking for therapy and like a uh, psychiatrist during COVID. And as someone who's like, I don't know. I don't know about you, but like when you watch everyone that you saw be quote unquote normal, lose their shit during COVID, you're kind of like, you know what? You deserve to go to therapy. Right. Like, you're I'm like, pre- I've been preparing for this pandemic right. my entire life. <laughs> you're like, I could so, stay home. Be yeah, fine. I could stay home. I, I miss fine. it. I do miss it. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, I could step back away from it. And so I just like was off medication for a while. And there was like a few weeks that was like really rough and rocky because I was like, just cold turkey just like couldn't be on it anymore and now I'm kind of like okay like I can feel the need like yeah it just feels good to be back at a baseline but I mean I do want to go back on medication at some point but that's the thing is that you can introduce medication with the help of now I have a psychiatrist and a therapist that I really love and they're helping me like introduce it back into my system um and I don't recommend doing what I did it's just like the healthcare system's fucked and I can't get any my literally my prescription went from like $16 to fucking $68 because I got knocked off of healthcare so it was like So, yeah, so it was just like, you know, with the guidance of someone, it helps. And I know it can be really overwhelming to imagine like, oh, fuck, am I going to have to take Adderall for the rest of my life? And it's like, yes and no. You take it when you need it. And sometimes you can like figure out ways to like not need it or, you know, step away from it. But you've found it useful, though, right? Right. I've been finding it like honestly so useful. It's, I've, so I've only taken Adderall once in my life because, really? yeah, it was prescribed Ooh, to bad me. Bitch. Oh, okay, uh, well, prescribed. no, <laughs> you know me, I'm not like popping. Right. Pill. It was like, prescribed Ooh. to me. And like, I don't know, maybe this does say that I have ADD, but like it didn't do shit. And when I put, I took an Adderall and like, everyone was like, you're going to clean your house and do your homework and taxes and like call your ex-boyfriend. But I I'm just like, feel just, normal. No, it I fell asleep. Even, it, does- it didn't do shit to me. I fucking fell asleep. And everyone's like, so maybe you do have ADD. And I'm like, maybe, but I'm also like, I didn't like the way it made me feel, you know? Right. I just passed the fuck out. Right. It's people who take, it's the people who take. 
hate. Sometimes it does make me tired. People are like, it's crazy. Like, it's like I don't probably, think people realize that that's what it's supposed to do. Right. It like, actually makes me like, I mean, it, it brings me up and I'm more focused, but like, I, I'm still kind of like, I get, I get tired. But like, I think that's what people think is that Adderall like makes you be like fucking running around like the Tasmanian devil, but you're like, no, that's for people who shouldn't be taking it. Right. Exactly. You have a very functioning quote unquote brain. Right. For those who like, for those who need need it, it it just makes you feel normal. Yes, exactly. It's the whole idea that you're up here and it keeps you here versus other people that it's just like it. I mean, it's crazy because even when I do like, even when I like pop mollies and shit, like it, everyone's always like, why are you not? Because everyone who takes mollies and I know is always like, fuck, like they're tripping and they can't control themselves. I am so fucking chill. Like I, I, like I would take mollies and like do some other <laughs> uppers, yep. you know, like uppers calmed me down. See, you're like my friend who does coke and falls asleep. She's like, she does coke and it like does nothing for her body. Yeah, I mean, She's it like, keeps eh. me up and I'm, I'm able to keep going, but like it just chills me out. Yeah. And like, yeah, when I'm rolling, like I'm, you can't even tell I'm rolling. Like I'm probably, I seem like this. Like people were concerned, like, are you doing this too much to the point where you're, you're like used to it? But you, I don't no. think people realize that it's like, it's different for everyone's body. And it's like how right. some people love smoking weed and some people, it makes I them extremely paranoid. Like weed. See? And so it's like the chemistry reaction of this drug being introduced to your body is different for so many people. It's like, right. it's the reason why I don't do drugs because I'm terrified of what it's going to do to me. Right. Not necessarily being... <clears throat> like addicted but like i'm scared that i'm gonna be like i'm scared that if i drink i'll just fight everyone do you know what i mean like right, i just feel like right. i'll just get into a physical fight or if i do like molly or something i'll have like a shitty like trip dream i, f- I feel like you would probably get anxious i uh, on molly i probably. feel like my boyfriend will get anxious on Molly too but uh, for me it like calms me down yeah i'm like okay i feel good i could just chill here listen to music and oh vibe. my god that's why like when people are like let's do shrooms i'm like i'm gonna have a bad trip like in my mind and people are like well if you say you are then you probably are and i'm like yeah and i know that's why, that's why i not fucking do it. it but like to each his own more for you but yeah, yeah people forget that like it all has a reaction to you and as we like you know my psychiatrist was telling me like as you get older too like the hormones like now I have next one. Like I have the birth control in my arm. And so she's like, oh, then you shouldn't be on this drug and this drug. And I was like, oh, that makes complete sense because it's like, oh, this thing's in my arm and that's going to so affect gonna, by these right. drugs. And then like the fact that like I was given, I was on Zoloft when I was like 18. And that's like the worst time for an 18 year old to be on fucking Zoloft. Cause you're already raging hormones right. and like so emotional. And I was just like crying at the stupidest shit. And like being like, I'm fine. And then everyone being like, you're not, you know? So right. it's like, it all kind of changes and like reacts differently as your body, as you get older. And that's why it's like, you have to like stay on top of it with a therapist, with a psychiatrist, yeah. with a specialist and kind of understanding what you, it does to your body. You know, like for a long time, I didn't like Xanax and, or Klonopin. Um, I am prescribed it now because it's a really good, like break the glass in case of emergency. Like I've taken it maybe like twice this year with being like, I need something to just basically like, calm me the fuck down mm-hmm. and it works, but I don't like the hangover effect of it. Mm. And that's just something that like, I just have to deal with, you know what I mean? But it's right. not something I take every single day. It's just literally like, okay, I really can't calm myself down with my breathing exercises and like 
you know, in my mind where I'm like, the apps are fucking stupid. Right. Let me take something that like, just like eases me down and then I'm good, you know? Mm -hmm. But I always talk myself out of it too, because I'm also like, I don't want to have to be dependent on this drug. Right. Like, I fucking hate the hangover of a Klonopin, like, <laughs> but it's like, yeah. It works, and I think that a lot of people, we live in a society that still treats drugs as such a taboo thing, but it's like, it's a relationship between you and the drugs. It's not like, you know what I mean? Like, how right. it affects you doesn't affect me the same way. Right, yeah. And that's fine. Yeah, no, for sure. I think, you know, I'm kind of looking at it as like, this is just a tool to get me to where I want to go. And, and that's what it is. It's a tool. Right. I but just, in, in a larger toolbox. Right. It's one. It's a hammer amongst everything else. Right. Exactly. So it's just something that I need right now to like figure out, you know, everything yeah. else. Figure out before I figure out like my other tools, you know. Exactly. So it's a tool to help me get other tools, I guess. Yeah. And it's it's a really great way. And I think that's like why... I am so glad to step into this like new therapist that I really love and admire is the fact that I'm coming at kind of in a weird way, a blank slate again. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like I'm at like a new, I've been off medication for a year and now I've, she's like, what do you want? And I was like, well, I want I want a new toolbox basically of like what we're right. talking about of resources to like help me. And she's like, okay, let's do like breathing exercises. And you know, I'm learning about window of tolerance and like right. the four horsemen of apocalypse theory and like all these things that she's like teaching me. That I'm like, okay, cool. Then I talk to my psychiatrist who's like, okay, then let's, if you're having a weird relationship with your medication, let's try something new. You know, let's right. take these very slowly and like, don't just like, you just need a psychiatrist that's not a drug pusher. You know what I mean? Right. That's someone who just genuinely cares about your well-being and... You know, every every time I someone gives me medication, I'm just like, I don't like lithium. I don't like the way it makes me feel. I don't like how my body is. I just hate it. And then if that psychiatrist doesn't hear that, that the person's not for me, you know? Right, but this psychiatrist right. hears me and is like, nope, that makes sense. Okay, no lithium for you. And like, yeah. carry on. Yeah, I can believe there's some psychiatrists that are drug pushers. Well, you feel, I mean, like, you know, They're I don't like know. like pro-medication. I was about to get a lot of haters for that. But I feel like there are some people who... You know, I'm watching Dope Sick, which is a great show on Hulu right now, and it's talking all about basically the Oxy Oxycontin and just the idea that, like, yeah, like, sometimes it's uh, pharmaceuticals are drug pushers in a weird way. Yeah, They're just like, for sure. they just get away with it, you know? Right. But they are, there are useful, like, prescriptions and medica- I mean, the word is medication. You know what I mean? Like, mm. there are prescription, there is medication that will help you. Um, and then there are some that basically, you know, like- I mean, Percocet and Zoloft was, like, the things of, like, the 90s and the early 2000s. It's right. like, just take a Percocet. Um, and now people are, like, slowly realizing, like, okay, maybe that wasn't, like, the best to just be pushing these right. name brands on everyone. And it's, again, that whole theory where it's, like, it's a blanket statement. Right. It's a blanket drug. And you realize that, like, ooh, ooh if not you're everyone. bipolar, it's probably not the best for you. You know, and, like, if you have people borderline. People still learning. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah, we have it, have it all figured out. But Which yeah. is what this entire episode is about, is we don't fucking know shit. We don't know shit. Mm -mm. And, but I just feel like it's, you know, it's been so relieving to, like, get to this point because, yeah, it's affected even my dating, you know? Like, my self-esteem for mm -hmm. so long just thinking and comparing and realizing that I was different and not understanding why. And, and just your brain thinking, is racing. Right. And so I'm thinking, you know, because I feel like I come off as, like, super confident, but I'm really good at masking it. 
you know, really good at masking Which it. Which apparently is like a bad thing, I guess. It's horrible. <laughs> it's horrible. I know. I know they say fake it till you make it. I get that. But like I was faking it, but I can't make it when I actually have a condition <laughs> that I have to face. Yeah. You know, so I, I was so good at masking it, you know, coming off as like I was confident. But, you know, we all know based off of my decisions, like I wasn't, you know, yeah. it's always that feeling of like, I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough in school i'm not good enough you know for these type type of jobs i'm not good enough you know for a good man like it took so long to get to a point where i am now to be confident enough to be yeah i mean i still have so much to work on don't get me wrong like my breakdown i'll do yeah my breakdown was a, rem- a humble reminder that we <laughs> i still had so much to work on as far as like my self-esteem but also um, you're i understand okay so your breakdown sh- uh, I don't know why I'm, I don't know why I keep bumping up against you calling it humbling. I don't, I'm trying to process this as you're saying it. It's human. It's not yeah. humbling. You just had a breakdown. Yeah. Everyone has fucking breakdowns because I feel like humbling means that you had to be brought down. You didn't need to be brought down. You just need to be reminded that you have feelings and emotions and you were fucking sad and you mm. were just, um, you just had a moment. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think it was necessarily humbling as it was a, like a, a wake up call. It was right. just you was, being like, I should, oh. I should, I should get this looked at. Yeah. You know? Because I'm getting the same type of feedback yep. time and time and time again. Yeah. And so I got to figure it out. Yeah. And, you know, and I think also like before, I don't think I really understood anxiety I mean, I, you know me, and I can go on a soapbox. I don't think I anyone understand understands it. it. Right. Yeah. I mean, till this day, I'm still learning about my own anxiety because I could, I know my boyfriend's anxiety. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> very old. Like, but your he, relationship with it is different. Right. And I think, you know, going to the relationship part, like, I think that also kind of helped me too, in a sense, because, you know, when you're single, you kind of just live within your mess, and that's fine. That's your little mess, and you could just look, be in it. And it's no cool. one judges you. And this is your world. This is my little messy hole. <laughs> right. No one comes in it. This is it's your fine. world. It's fine. And so when you're in a relationship and you, you know, you see all the ugly things about each other. You, you share really, each other's scars. You share everything. Yep. And to have someone come in to this mess and just be like, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. No, no, And, you know, like, I'm so blessed that Brian loves and cares and is, you know, very helpful in a lot of ways. But he's definitely been a huge part of me, like, realizing that I was a mess. Yeah, and that's, you yeah. know, that's perfectly fine. I yeah. mean, that's like being a mess. You're like, you were a hot, sexy mess. You were a great mess. <laughs> but it's, it's. I don't want to say mess. I feel like that's so Yeah, negative. I was about to say I, like, again, I, I don't know say, why I'm hitting up against these words. I know. I'm really harsh on myself. You really are. Really why? Are. So we're still in it then. We're still in it. I'm okay. not saying I'm cured. Just no, 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 I'm no. It's not that. No, no, no. But, but I also think, you know, way I was raised. Right. That also plays a part too. I don't want to blame everything on my ADHD, but. Well, you know, you got a lot of it all childhood can, trauma and yeah. growing up and guilt and yeah, For we've, sure. we've talked about that shit. Cause I think even like, so one thing my therapist asked was like, how's your relationship with, you know, friends, family, everyone in my life. And I brought up, I was like, yeah, like my mom, it was, my mom is like, you guys, polar opposite of me. Mm-hmm. She is like type A, so smart, very like just 
I mean, she is the person, if you want some like financial advice, she will give it. She is so book smart, really fucking tough, not laid back at all. Anyways, I'm not going to keep roasting my mom. Sorry, mom. <laughs> but anyways, but... she's the complete opposite of me. So growing up, you know, knowing me, I'm just so fucking no, no filter, sloppy, you know, I don't want to, sorry, mean again, but like I was actually, yeah. but I'm also really messy. I'm really messy. That's what I mean. It's like, I'm, I'm very disorganized. There uh, we go. That's a better word. Disorganized. And she's very organized type A. And we clashed a lot because she was always just like, why don't you fucking, why don't yeah. you fucking get it? Like you're, you know, like I have to tell you things over and over again. And you just like, don't understand. You're not picking it up. And you know, that always made me feel like fucking shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was like, fuck, like I, I wish I was like so much more tidy or, you know, um, things just clicked with me quicker. Like it just took me a while to get into a habit of things. You, you wish know? you were more like her and she wishes you were also more like her, but you're also not her. You're yeah. just a product of her. You just happen to be related to her, but you're yeah. your own person. Uh, yeah, completely. Yeah. Like, oh my God. To but, the T. And I think it's so funny that here we are being like, yeah, no, these words really matter. Matter. You're not messy. And it's also like, it's so funny when you didn't use the word Chris, I was like, what? But then I was like, oh, that's <laughs> right. Know, you know. But like when Brian. You haven't been on the pod in a while. I know. Though, that's exactly. why. Every, you guys He's know who Brian is. <laughs> yeah. um, but with the whole idea of like how Brian probably came into this quote unquote mess, right? Um, but it's not that he was like, oh God, this is messy. It's, oh, this is my girl's. That's fine. You know what I mean? He accepted it versus what's happening with your mom, which was she didn't accept it. Oh, yeah. So that's that's the you know what I mean? Like, that's the disconnect where it's like that is what love is, is showing Mm -hmm. someone all your ugly, all your mess, all your scars and them saying, "Okay." he came to my. (laughs) Okay, if you're going to talk about physical mess, that's completely. No, yeah, no physical mess. And just, you know, Uh, but like, I love you. But yeah. you are physically messy. Yes. But that's fine. That's you. I don't live here. I don't <laughs> need to worry about your mess. Like, any time that people right. like, always complain about going to people's houses and be like, they're so messy. It's like, you don't live there. You don't pay rent. Let them have their mess. Right. Physical mess. Eh. That's, no. We're fine. Yeah. He came over one weekend to stay for a week. He came over. And, like, as soon as he got here, he cleaned my room. Oh, my God. Cleaned my Brian, bathroom. you ain't got to do that. Cleaned my bathroom. Like, he literally, like, hung my clothes, like, swept, like, every, he, like, cleaned. Did it bother you? I felt <laughs> like a failure. Why? Because I really didn't have time to clean, dude. Like, I literally, like, had so many things back to back. It's not like that I was, like, neglecting it. Like Then that's fine. Yeah, but it's also, like, you know, I think when you have like a guest in your house, like I'm just, I, I want to clean before, you know, I have a guest. Yeah, over but you I were can't. busy. Right. I know he didn't care, but I obviously, he was End like, no, that's, story. that's why he's like, that's why I'm here. I'm here to help you. This is, you yeah. know, like, this is what relationships. And he, he even like cooked for me later. I was like, oh, I am God, I know he's great. I'm so, spoiled. you know, I've been team Brian for a minute now. I am so spoiled. I was like, oh my God, I need to step it up. And so but do you though? I mean, we're literally talking about how you've been exhausted and you've had this like really, you know, hard hit emotionally, mentally, and physically that of course, like, I don't, you know what I mean? Like you embodied what, a lot of people 
Like that's how I know I'm depressed is when I look around my house and it visually represents how I'm feeling. Oh yeah. And that's when I'm like, and then, you know, you're hella depressed when you think that's okay. Yeah. I'll sit in this. Oh yeah. You know, that's been me my entire life where I'm like, I could do this right now. And it's like, it's weird. I have to get in like a certain episode to be able to fucking glean. Like I have That's to fine. get. Everyone has, I mean, you know, I yeah. grew up with, a, oh God. I, but there's like people like my mom who <clears throat> cleans every day. Yeah. That's also unhealthy too. <laughs> I genuinely, I mean, I grew up with a father who was, I mean, my, right. I, I also feel like this is an immigrant thing yeah. because my dad's whole thing is that he's like, I don't want no rats. I don't want no roaches. You know, right. the way he grew up was disgusting. And right. so he's constantly cleaning. I mean, literally I've never seen that man not like with a rag in his hand and like bleaching right. the other, you know, he's constantly cleaning. But I also look at how that stresses him out whenever something's out of right. place. Oh my God. You're no, just my like, mom, she would knock on my door like, Five or six in the morning, banging. Like, not even just, like, bum, 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 bum. Mm -hmm. And she would make me get up and fix the couch cushions. Oh, my God, my dad, same thing. What? Oh, my God, my dad, the same. When you said couch cushions, I was like, yep. He would be like, clean the fucking settee. Turn those in, clean them out, fluff them up. Oh, yeah. All of Banging on the door while you're fucking asleep. On a fucking Saturday morning at 9 a.m.? Not even a Saturday morning. It'll be on a fucking Tuesday. Oh, wow. That's actually pretty funny. I don't know if I do things. Because Saturdays are like, the weekends are like, okay, let's clean. Let's get up. Let's do this. No. I get that. I don't get that. This was like before she's going to work and we're about to, we're sleeping, you know, like we have school or whatever it is later. Like she would like bang on the door, dishes, fix the couch cushions. Yeah. Every, but that's close also the cabinet. But I'm also, like, like you see that that embodies, then gets pushed on you, and that's stressful. You know what right. I mean? So of course, that's also like why you're kind of like, I don't want to clean the dish right now because you're also like, I don't want to feel pressure fuck to you. do. Yeah, you're like, just like, like leave like, it fuck there. You, let me do this, and Hold it's on. fine. Yeah. You know, as I've gotten older, I feel like <clears throat> my dad has kind of gotten it. Like when he came and visited me, yeah. I was like so nervous about him seeing my apartment, like dead nervous it's no because like, i was like is it clean enough for you and right. he like of course had nothing to say about it except that the one area i did not clean which was outside <laughs> like i didn't rake the fucking leaves and he was like you should rake the leaves and i'm like i can't and my mom was just like let it go he doesn't live here he's <laughs> not paying rent on this thing just yeah leave the leaves every you know? time i facetime my mom she's like let me see your floor Oh my god! I don't. I don't think my dad. I think I'm like not right now. My dad wants to ask that question, but he doesn't. But it's I. But I look at there's a happy medium, right? Like I, you know, everyone says to me they're always like, "Oh my god, your house looks so clean. It's always so clean." And to me, it's not because I'm comparing it to my father's standard. But like you've been to my apartment, like it's very much eclectic, and there's like piles, (laughs) but it's like my version of clean, which is fine. You just have a lot of like books and frames and books. I don't read. You don't read at all. I don't read I don't at all. I've never about. owned a book in my entire life. You don't life. have a whole ass <laughs> wall of I know. Books. It's pretty bad. I have too many. It's disgusting. It's but, okay. but it's fine. But it's like, but I look, it's always put together. I, I could walk through your apartment. See? But that's my whole thing is that I still look at it and think it's messy. And I'm like, yeah. no, that's just my, that's just like the weird voice in my head telling me. We always hear our fucking parents, right? Yeah. It's like we're moved out paying rent, but we still hear our fucking parents judging us. Oh my God. Yes. They're not there. Yes. They're like, judging. The amount of times that I've accidentally just left the sponge on the counter and I could just hear my dad being like, hang it up. And I'm like, okay, ring it out. Like, right. Just, I'm like, He's not here, <laughs> you know? But like to that point, like right. I see how that like need to be 
organized and hella clean and everything, it's just as stressful as me just being able to just like sit in my own mess and be completely content and just being like, Oh fuck, there is a, it's, it's just all about balances. There is like a middle ground of being like my version of a clean mess. I just love Brian. Brian is such a good balance with like his mess. I'm like, someone do this for me. See, that's why he's your dude. That's why. It really He's great. Yeah. He's good ass people because of that. But that's what I'm saying though, is that he embraces it. To him, it's not his mess. It's just it's my girl and her like things. <laughs> it's my girl and her piles. It's my girl and her floor. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, I, yeah it's not that it's like um like messes. I think has such a negative connotation, but it's just like, it's yours. It's your existence. It's your environment. Right. Yeah. Oh, Rose. Why? I Am I going to make you cry again? I always cry. I know. I'm good. I'm, I'm... We should read an email. Okay. Let's read. Oh yeah. So shit. you haven't oh, been on here for a while. Oh God. I know. And we've been, and I would hate to like give them content that doesn't have to do with dating. Oh shit. Yeah, I think the right. mental health content, I mean, I wanted to talk about this. I, yeah. I think that, I mean, when we did our, every time we do mental health, anything, it's always, people always relate. And I always feel good doing those yeah. type of episodes. And they're obviously vocal therapy. It's fucking needed. It's the therapy part. But In session, like I said. Okay, I get anyways. so many emails and I just oh want to make sure like I'm on let's top of it. Let's do it. So emails. I feel like let's read some stories. I've never, oh, stories. Yeah, I know you haven't been on when we like do emails or yeah. call people. I know. And I always get so jealous because really? I watch the episodes where you do the emails and stuff like that. And like I see like the boys episode. Oh, oh my god! They it. were doing so many sports metaphors, and yes. you were just like, "I don't get it." And I was like, "That's my bitch," but like, I got so jealous because I was like, oh, "This is how I would have answered it." But there, there was good, there was good answers. The boys yeah. are I no, I mean, those gentlemen. people have like said, "Like, can you have Rose?" And, like, <gasps> okay, do we so. have any of those? I can't find them, but okay. I'm sure eventually. But I mean, we have some good ones. I feel like I've been wanting to okay, read. Okay, let's do this. So, um, and this okay. one says 20 plus years of friendship gone. And I feel like we always talk about friendship. Oh, so let's. Fuck. If this is about friend breaking up, I'm so sorry. Do you want to read it? Oh God, no. <laughs> that thing's long. I can't read that. That's beautiful. Someone wrote an beautiful dissertation. Oh, oh fuck. She put like indents and paragraphs. Oh and... my, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's a beautiful email. Okay. Kudos. Okay. Okay. First of all, I'd like to say, I like to remain anonymous. Of course. Okay. <laughs> Second, I like to emphasize how much I love your podcast, how much I appreciate you, your bravery and being unapologetically yourself. It takes a lot, and it's very much appreciated that you, to have you and get and guests be a kind of See, this, See, is, this is why, is why we can't read it. Should I read it then? Should yes, that's why I told okay, you. Sorry. Um, well, cause it's like, also like, you're like, ah, fucking reading it cold. I'm like, I'm not an actress. Okay. It takes a lot and it's very much appreciated to have you and a guest be a contest, um, constant reminder that there is no manual in life. There isn't that we can just doing our best and I'm not alone and I don't always have to have it together. Literally this episode. Um, okay. Let's get into it. I had a best friend since second grade. Oh fuck. This is best friends breaking up and you know, this shit's hard for me. Oh God. I did everything. And that's with why her. we did it with you. Ah, <laughs> Like you can relate. Oh, man. And you can give good good advice. Let's do this. Okay. And although middle school and most of high school we were neighbors, there was a lot of singing in the mirror, helping convince parents to go uh, let us go out, and mostly me sulking at their house over very toxic, at their very toxic home, and I was trying hard to very escape my home. 
I get that. Um, she was brought up extremely Catholic. Ooh, I'm Ooh, so sorry. Same. Uh, and m- for most of my life, my mother compared me to her. Oh, she my wanted me to be scene. like her. <gasps> Let's call her Mary. Okay, Mary. Mary, because it's biblical and all. That's funny. That's okay, funny. <laughs> Mary was very much a straight A virgin until marriage, an avid cho- uh, churchgoer. So oh, sorry. My mom would want me to be her as well, too. I get that. Don't My mom wouldn't, but that's fine. <laughs> uh, my mom would be that's like, That's why I love that. your mom. <laughs> my and mom's like, no Mary's in my house. <laughs> um, she says, I was not. I had a single mother who was always in the search of love, so premedial sex was not a taboo. And because my mom wanted me to be more like Mary... I started to adopt her way of living. Ooh, okay. I did it all. I started to try and go to church as I got older and even spoke more about the Bible. And it wasn't really hardcore sprinkles of religion here and there. I would make a constant um, conscious choice. But keep in mind that through all these many years of friendship, I was totally in and out of relationships. I had sex. I rebelled at home. But I was trying to be religious. Understandable. I've been there. Although she was my best friend, there were topics that were off limits or came with a bucket full of advice or an earful of scolding. So you had a judgmental Mary. Mary. I couldn't talk to her about sex. Cursing needed to be limited. <gasps> Fuck that Dude, shit. I would never. And be topics like pro choice were so back and forth. Okay. My oh my God. God. Okay. If you're no longer friends with her, that's okay. Anyway, sorry. I um, mean, you should not be friends I with her. I mean, sorry. okay. Let's, I know there's probably people listening maybe uh, who have that kind Anonymous of- Annie, I'm so sorry. That's what we're going to call you right now. <laughs> if I did talk about these topics, I was excluded from their friend group, and I wasn't a slut, but instead careless, and I wasn't worth self- I wasn't practicing self-worth, and I needed to be better. I was only trying to be my best self and needed to practice discipline. Might I add that the slut shaming was also <gasps> a thing with- Oh, my God. Oh, with okay. us. She puts herself in that. So you can imagine how I felt when they talked badly about girls with multiple partners and me at the table. But I wasn't the exception, right? There you go. When I was dating a certain man in my 20s, I realized I didn't want to perceive us into the slut shaming anymore. So I told her that it made me feel really bad. That me talking shit about other people and the way that they chose to do with their lives wasn't going to change our choices and it didn't affect me. Instead of the words I used to reflect myself poorly on. um, I didn't need to be disrespectful and I found that it was only anger because I couldn't accept my side and myself and the things I saw in them. I get that. To that... She said something along the lines of, you shouldn't let your man change you. If you want to call them sluts, you should because that's what they are. Wait, what? Wait, wait. Can you reread that again? I don't understand what that just happened. She basically was like, she was dating this dude in her 20s, and she opened up to the guy about the 20s about how her friends would slut shame people. And she then went to her friends and said, I don't want to slut shame girls anymore because it makes me feel bad because she's apparently having sex with this guy and everything. Right. And she didn't like her friend's choice words and how she felt okay, like it was good, reflective good, of her, good, right? Yeah. So she said that to Mary. Mary's response was, you shouldn't let your man change you. If you call them sluts, that's, um, that's okay, if you... If you want to call them sluts, you should because that's exactly what they are. Dude, fuck Mary. Uh, fuck Mary. Fuck Mary. Mary. But Mary. I wasn't letting him change me. It was just an open discussion that I that came to conclusion. This is who you are. You already believed this before. I know. Oh During God. COVID, I started therapy. Congratulations. Yay. I realized that I was a people pleaser. That's yes. okay. And I couldn't keep up with the expectations that she and her family had of me. With that came dropping religion altogether. That is tough. So sorry you had to do that. 
Might I add, I lived with her during this time. Oh, my God. But she didn't know, um, but she didn't like that I went out during COVID. Well, okay. Well, that's fine. I won't judge you. That's fine. Do what you want to do. <laughs> um, which is understandable. Her parents lived there, and she was scared of them. Okay. Scared for them, too. That's fine. I was selfish in, in going out regardless. Okay. Accountability. But, big but. Her family traveled to Arizona and Mexico multiple times and had a full-on Halloween party pre-vaccine that they didn't like that I did because I wasn't like them when it came to being that a group of being in that big a group of people. Okay. Shit really hit the fan once I said I was no more religious. I vented to Mary's mom, big mistake, and said I felt her daughters were being very judgy and religious people by judging the guy that I was with because he has a son from a previous girl. Her sister then confronted me via text. I admitted to her about my feelings and told her that I was not going to be religious anymore. And so she blamed it on my therapist and the guy that I was talking to. And for days after Mary said nothing and then was silenced and then acted started very weird. And then her sister had to go be by herself somewhere else and had a few things to say about me and saying that I was playing the victim and not taking cannibal for my ship. Again, I was in therapy and was trying to learn to cope with sexual assault, childhood trauma, and finding my own self-worth. I kept all my texts short to continue on with her long rant and replied mostly as, I'm sorry you feel that way, or I'm just trying to be what's right for me or something along that lines. I understood their anger because I went out and it felt unsafe, but I feel like their hypocrisy there, well, they're religious. Religious people are full of hypocrisies. Anyways, I felt like they were being supportive of their religious backgrounds, even though I showed lack of commitment or interest of sometimes. I genuinely was happy they loved it. I just wish they could have accepted me. Right. Since then, we haven't talked. It's been about a full year. I have enclosed the idea that I'm advocating for myself and that they told me to leave, so I did. And that is what I'm defining in the options that I have chosen my own self-worth and putting yeah. myself first. Yeah. What would you have done in my situation? Exactly what the fuck you just did. Um, what do you see that I don't and how can I make new friends? I'm currently lacking in that department. P.S. To give an idea to how much this friendship has endured, it's been through multiple breakups, divorce, family drama, long-distance friendships, and lots of relaxing trips. We were great for the most part, and I felt accepted, but it did feel like a dosage of living together made me realize that we can't accept, they can't accept all of me. I, I wow. love that you take accountability. Obviously, though, this feels like something that you currently are still working out through therapy, and it's really rough because it feels like you're entangled into their family, which is hard. But genuinely, I think you did what was best for everyone, that you left the situation right. and you stopped being friends with them. Because if you had continued it, I feel like that would be unfair to everyone involved, basically. Oh, for sure. And I think that, like, I mean, you stuck with your values. You stuck with what you believe. And... And also, like, who cares if, you know, you got influence and you changed your mind? Like, yeah. that's that's growth. You know what I mean? And, like, you know, I think as far as religion, I don't want to shade religion on here, even though I don't really consider myself religious. I grew up Catholic. I don't go to church anymore. Same. Um, I have a mother who forces me to go to church and judges me every single day that I, I'm not a part of a church. Um, and I have friends who are religious, and they don't judge me. You know what I mean? So I think it's just, like... I get the whole feeling of just like not having that religion that mm -hmm. you grew up on. Like there is a sense of like guilt yep. that happens it's where it's like 
Catholic guilt. Am for I a going reason. to hell now because <laughs> yes. I don't go to like I used to really think that like so many bad things were going to happen to me because I don't believe in the church anymore. Right. Like yeah. it was a transition. And honestly, eventually it became an easy transition because I realized I don't have to go to church. I don't like going to church. You're like, it's a relief. <laughs> so it's a relief. Yeah. But, you know, with that being said, you know, with friendships, like people, 20 years of friendship, like people, Oof, yeah. people grow up. You're not the same fucking person. No, you change. And like, you could still have, like, I, it's unfortunate they're not talking anymore. Like if it was me, I would, you know, I would try to have a balance of not talking about religion, but at the same time, She's the problem because I feel like this anon anonymous Annie is willing, anonymous Annie, a willing to be like co willing to compromise. And admit but when Mary, she was wrong. but Mary is fucking judgmental. Yeah, it and can never work as friends if like because you could be friends with someone who thinks differently than what you oh, believe in, sure. but like you have to respect each other and not bring it up. I mean. That's that you literally stole the words out of my mouth. It's the whole idea that like, I'm not really, I grew up Catholic, not Catholic anymore. Don't go to church anymore. And one of the main reasons is because I felt like religion was super judgy. And I oh, was just for sure. like, but then there are people who are religious that are like down for like the things that I'm down for. You know what I right. mean? But their, their God seems really fucking awesome. I just don't like this God over here that says right. gays are going to hell or trans people don't exist. I mean, so it's like, yeah there is a stigma behind it, but when people weaponize religion, that's when it gets really bad. Yeah, exactly. I mean, my own roommate is religious, goes to church every Sunday. I don't, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, I, but she does, she doesn't judge me and say no. like, you're a fucking awful person because you don't go to my church or yeah. you don't go to church in general. Like that's when it becomes like a problem. Like Which have your religion, be becoming. believe what you want to believe in, but don't like bring me or bring anonymous Annie into like yeah. your judgmental fucking It's going to suck because it's 20 years of friendship, but I do think it's smart for you just to step away for some time yeah. and then maybe you guys can come back. But right now I think the separation is and probably the best. I think this best. is like, I've talked about it on the show before, like a few episodes ago where like this has happened so much during COVID yeah. because people have obviously different values values and morals and ways of going about COVID is oh one God, thing. Yep. But then also you got like fucking Black Lives Matter happening and just all these like the, the election, the election, the climate change, all this shit, all right. this divisive stuff that just is Everything dividing people. Everything was so heightened up. Yeah. So it's, it's really caused a divide. Oh, we boiled over. Like now yeah. we're just dealing with the aftermath of it. Yes. Which is like we lost, we as a humanity lost empathy. Right. We had it. Remember when we used to always cheer for the fucking hard workers, the frontliners of COVID? Every right. 8 p.m. We, we cheered for yeah. them and all that stuff. And that was sick and that was amazing. And now we don't give a fuck. Right. Now there's like wait staff that are getting yelled at because people have to wait 45 minutes for a table. Like we've completely lost all the empathy and just patience that we're supposed to gain from traumatic you right. know what I mean? Like after 9-11, there was just like this beautiful kind of camaraderie of like people trying to understand what was happening. Then you got the people that were hating people just because of their religious beliefs and everything. Right, but like right. there was a moment where it was just kind of like, fuck, we as humans just took witness something awful. And the pandemic had this feeling Trauma. where we were all in this together, right. you know, but alone and then fuckers had to fuck it up. <laughs> then fuckers had to fuck it fuckers up. Fuckers had to fuck it up. But yeah, I mean, you're you're obviously not alone. You did what you needed to do, and 
in a few years, maybe you can come back to that person, but right now you don't have to. Yeah, and to make new friends, just, I don't know. There's oh my God, I made, I made a friend in the mall. You, Alyssa oh, went yeah. up to this girl and was like, I like your pants. And then she was like, I like you guys. And we exchanged her number. That's hey, how Emma. Me, that's how me and Vincent became friends. It's just like he complimented my shoes because he was working at Forever 21 10 years ago. Oh, my God. Look at that. Now yeah. you're friends. Yeah, exactly. I also am really a big believer of like... I've led a lot, I've met some people via TikTok because I've like commented on people's videos yes. and I just like go back and forth and she's like, I live in LA and I'm like, yeah, I live in LA and like you make friends. Right. There's new ways to make friends and I think- Bumble BFF, not sponsored, but that's a great way to make uh, friends Oh my God. Too. I know a lot of people have this very right. successful stories from there. I've thought about going on there and just making friends and finding potential people for the I mean, pod. like why not? I also think it's a great way just to like meet people, meet men and dating people in the right. wild. But like- I think that also there's a lot of people that are like, how do you make friends? And I think there is a beautiful thing that like a lot of people do want to make friends and just like want to talk and just like staying on top of that. Yeah. Especially as we get older too, it gets harder. So oh, yeah. we, if you're on that app there, it's like, we're clearly trying because we we're can't. trying to be friends. Yeah. We I just love that. Friends. Is there oh. another email? We have plenty. And let's find a short one. Oh, <laughs> no offense. Anonymous Annie. <laughs> no, no offense. I mean, I loved you. I loved your story. No, it was great. It was kind of perfect for what we, like, talked about. I know. There is no roadmap. There is not. I mean, that's, like, the biggest thing I feel like I could take away from any experience is that, like, no one knows what the fuck they're doing. And you never actually have to know what the fuck you're doing. Okay, this one seems short. Okay. Subject is sleeping with an ex. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Sorry. I'm fucking children. I know. (laughs) Hey, girl. First are you okay? Did you just spill all over yourself? It's just spit because you were laughing. <laughs> <laughs> it was the face. <laughs> Whatever, it's water. I have a drinking problem. Right. <laughs> it's just sparkling water. Continue sleeping with the axe. Okay. Hey, girl. First off, love the pod. It's made me realize everyone goes through similar shit. Now into my predicament. Okay. So, I was in a relationship with this guy for two years, and girl, he fucked me up. Like, to the point where I had to go to therapy and was prescribed oh. antidepressants. Damn, I'm picking I'm, things that were really so on brand to this episode. Yeah. We didn't okay, plan let's that. let's go. Let's go. We okay. have been separated for three years now, and we still do hook up every now and then. It's a problem, because even though he hurt me so bad, I still care for this man. And to be real, yeah. the sex is A1. Dick is not worth it. The dick is not worth dick it. Dick is not worth it. When we hang out, <clears throat> all those feelings come back, of course. We flirt and we talk like we are still together. When we see each other, but the second time... Wait. We flirt and talk and talk like we are still together. And when we mm. see each other, but the second he leaves, it goes back to no contact until someone gets horny. So, my question is... Okay. Why does he keep me around? I feel like if I am good enough to see at least three times a month for the last three years... Why can't we give it another try? Mm. Should I just help myself and cut it off? I'm scared to bring it up, the idea of trying again, because I hate rejection. Help a bitch out. Okay. 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 Girl, you know why he keeps coming back, because you got that great pussy. Let's just get it. The dick is good, but your vagina is better. Okay? So you need to treat that vagina like the pussy palace that it is, and... (laughs) Let that man, I read, sorry, this is a little ADD moment, but (laughs) I read a tweet that was like, someone was like, my body is like a TikTok video that I saw. And someone was like, 
my body is like a temple. And the person was like, ew, gross. No, my body is like a nightclub in the sense that there is a long line, there's a VIP list, and I get to kick people out whenever the fuck I want. And it's like, yeah, yeah you need to treat your vagina like a VIP list. I think, mm. obviously, you're loving that feeling that he creates, but that feeling can exist. Okay, Junie, again, this isn't Sorry, about cat. you. My cat just brings on a toy and a table. No, no, you need to cut it off. Yeah. The only way to health, like, you need to cut it off because... Or keep going until you get heartbroken and learn your fucking lesson. But she did already, though. She got therapy and antidepressants. Does oh, he pay shit. for it? You should send him the bill. That's how you can get That's him actually, to no, no yeah, No, cut it off. Because you're, you're already paying for fucking therapy, therapy from his Unless dick. he's Venmoing. I used to do that when I was single. Like, he's... I used to Venmo request really? men. When men would be like, yo, I want to come over, I would Venmo request them for, like, my leg waxing. And, like, some <laughs> guys would pay for it. Because I'd be like, if you want it, I got to get my legs waxed, but I'm not going to pay for it. So invest. There was one dude that, like, did it. He was down. <laughs> but anyways, and then I would just go home and shave my legs and then pocket the money. But, like, never mind. That's not that what this story is about. Oh, my God. Oh. When I was single, that was just such a we fun need to, time. We need to just like have an episode where I just where talk about all my whole stories. Yes. Jesus, I have too many. I have too many. Anyways, it'll be a series. But no, Rose's you need to Rose's host. Rose the hoe that knows. So <laughs> um, I'm really good at branding. But no, you need to cut it off because there's no. You don't have the control, and it's not. It's he seems to have a lot of the control. Oh, he for seems sure. to have a lot of the say, and I think once you kind of just move that balance back to you and back to like how you're you get to say no and you get to control it's going to be a lot easier and also you just said these feelings exist when you're with him stop seeing him in person like that's like the real real big thing right my boss just told the story about how he was like yeah i broke up with a girl but i didn't like really want to broke up break up with her so i broke up with her in person because he knew that they were gonna have breakup sex and I was and he it was like one of those breakups you could have easily just known over the phone and that's right. like what this is where it's like you don't need him because what you need is yourself right now and you seem like a dope-ass human that's like very aware of like the situation but like Girl, you're better than that. You can do it. Right. I believe in you. I believe in you too. And the dick ain't worth it. It really is not worth it. Is it really worth therapy and antidepressants and to be medicated because of the dick and also this your idea, health your health think about it bitch it's you're fucking up your health it's, it's fucking up your health the dick can't be that good if it's fucking with your head you know what i mean like there's so much dick out there i know there's like there's so many fish in the sea but there For is real, so there's much so many dick out there there's a lot <laughs> there's out a there. lot of dick it's just out like there. just going dick swinging right and face. i get it you have a connection you had a history you know what you like but but also that 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 needs to be history. That needs to be done. That needs, that to, needs be to be done. And honestly, I used to like <clears throat> guys in the past be like, "Damn, it was so good." Like I can't. I don't think I'll ever get over it. I'm over it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you I, get over it. You really Every do. Time dick and I'm distance. Gone. Time <laughs> distance and like literally being like. And I think what will help you is if you do like 
sure, I get it. Like cutting off communication immediately is going to be hard, but like stop physically seeing him. That's like the first step to like really kind of get yeah. it out of you because love is a drug and addiction. you know, it is, you're, you're enjoying the sex cause you're getting endorphins out of it. But if For he's sure. coming in you and then dipping, like he doesn't want to be with you. Yeah. That's and thing. that's not a bad thing. You're not like saying it as a negative thing. It's just kind of like, he just doesn't want to be with you and you deserve better. So yes. don't be with him. And I just had this conversation with my friend six on FaceTime like, if man wants to be with you, he'll fucking be with you. Oh, he will fucking be with you. Like, there's no fucking excuse. No. He will be with you. Yep. Clearly, he just, like, you are worthy enough, obviously. Yeah. But he's. And a part he, of you knows he's that. He's not worthy of you. Like, yeah. he's not. And a part of you knows that you're worthy because you sent the, you you know what I mean? Like, I feel like you just needed that push and that validation that you're you're making the right choice. And that's right. what we're giving you is that like, nah, girl, you worth it. He, he ain't shit. He ain't shit. Let's get you a new dick. Yeah. <laughs> that's, no. Let's no. move on. You got this. Aww. I believe in you. I believe in you. <laughs> Have you ever been digmatized? Um, yeah. His name was Anthony and then I started dating <laughs> Before Anthony, before Anthony. I guess, yeah. I guess, like, my uh, shitty abusive ex. Like, no, because his dick game wasn't that good, actually. You said it was not good. It was not good. It was not good. He was good at giving head. That was it. Because he was bad at He was just great at gaslighting. He He was was great at gaslighting, yeah. Yeah. He was emotionally, uh, like, abusive. And so he was emotionally, like, it's going to be different, girl. And so I believed that shit. But I've never, I've never been dickmatized. I've definitely been borderline where I'm like, what? And I'm like, that is not worth it. You know I what I mean? I stigmatized all the time. I know you are. It's okay. It's because I'm a Scorpio and I don't really have any yeah, feelings. Yeah, but I'm, that's what they say about Aquarius. No, that's what Aquarius is saying about Aquarius. <laughs> no one else is saying that except Aquariuses to the fucking mirror. The person in the mirror, they're like, you're not going to get digmatized, bitch. Yes, you is. I think, I think what it is with Aquarius is, it's like, we're just, obviously we're human. We have emotions. We're just like, not good at like, you know, You're just letting it out. Yourself. I think Aquarius is only give Aquarius advice. <laughs> it's like, that's the problem with your sign is you guys are like, yeah, no, definitely. Definitely. Like, nope. Because you're not listening to anyone else being like, no, you are. You've been digmatized and it's okay. I mean, I know it. Yeah, no, it's fine. I mean, like it, ha- it happens to the best of us just because I have no emotions uh, towards I, that type of shit. I mean, like dating a cancer one time we got into a fight. Oh my God, my yes, cat. Yes, Junie. Anyways, so we got into a fight. Um, going back to being messy. I had, I, we came back from Fresno. I had a bunch of clothes on my like bed it's middle of the night i'm drunk i'm tired we just drove three hours Mm -hmm. and i like like (laughs) was like moved all my clothes from my bed to the floor Mm -hmm. because i just wanted to lay in my bed and he was like you're really gonna do that it's like those are clean clothes and i was like you're so mean to me (laughs) and so (laughs) that was your response yes was you were so mean to me because he said, hey, don't put dirty clothes. <laughs> and you were like, you're not my mom. I'm like, you're so mean to me. And he was just like, <laughs> he got so upset. And he like, just didn't even say anything and just like walked out to the living room and just sat on the couch and like didn't go to bed. And I was like, why don't you go to bed? He's like, I did so much for you this weekend. <laughs> 
fucked. Oh my god. Yeah, and he's like, I wanted to spend time. And he was just like, start, start getting so emotional about everything. He's like, two emotional hoes saying right. that they're the better one. Both of you guys acting then, like you're gardeners, but really you're both flowers demanding right. to be just, watered. He's like, why would you tell me that I mean to you? I've done so much for you. I feel like you're taking me for granted. I was like, calm down. You're like, chill the fuck I out. I just felt judged. Oh <laughs> like, my that's god. it. I know. And he was like, I really just wanted to spend time with you. Like, I really wanted. I was like, we did. We spent so much time together. We spent an entire weekend together. Right. And he was like, no, I wanted. To <laughs> He's going to get so mad at me for me calling him out because I think it's so funny. He was like, no, I wanted to just like, you know, lay together and look at each other and look at each other's eyes. <laughs> oh, my God. My entire body just stopped. Uh, uh. I was like. I didn't know you wanted that. Like we spent every day together. Like, yeah. Why didn't you do it? Or maybe he did it and you just were asleep and he just stared at you. Oh my God. He, he probably said that, did that. He said that when, like when he brought it up, I just like laughed at him, which I feel like that's kind of cheesy. <laughs> right. Right. Some people, some girl probably thinks that's romantic. Wait, who do I know? Who is it? This is Brian. I'm talking about. <laughs> this is my boyfriend. This was just a few weekends ago. Why are you throwing Brian under the bus? Was that the seven or the 44? Was what? that the seven or the 44? What do you mean? That bus you just fucking threw Brian under <laughs> just now. Boo, don't, don't. Leave poor Brian alone. Personally, Brian, I got shudders because I would hate it if someone stared in my eyes for fucking too long. Um, but like, to like have, have no distractions. Just me and him talk, look face to face and just talk. And you couldn't do that for him? He, I didn't know he fucking wanted that. Oh my god! And I'm like, <laughs> you know what's so weird? Is so I was we got from like me moving the clothes on the floor to just being like, you're mean, and then now he's escalated this to like, you don't want to look at me in the eyes. But also, I love like, why was your response you're mean to me? He wasn't. I know. I just felt judged. So you should have said that. I know, but I was mind you, I was drunk and I was so fucking tired. Okay. I was like, I just wanted to sleep, and he just wanted to stare at you. <laughs> <laughs> like that. You guys easily. So here's the thing: is that. you guys could have easily. This is gonna get cut out. You guys could have easily just had. You could easily easily done that. You could have easily just been like fixed and just stared at each other. I didn't know that he wanted that. You know what's so funny is I was making fun of this man in my head before I knew it was Brian, <laughs> and now that I know it's Brian, it's like I'm defending him now. <laughs> I'm like a flip flopper. I'm a fucking bandwagoner. I'm like, don't you dare say that, my <laughs> friend. <laughs> Brian, I thought I know. I, I I promised him that I would will one day hang out and we'll just look at each other's eyes and just. I don't think that's also just what he wanted to do. I think it was just like he just wanted a moment of like, like hey, yeah. Babe. I think it, I'm just being a dick. I, I think obviously it was. because you were like, "Why do you hate me?" And then you fall onto the dirty clothes on the floor and you just roll it and you're like, "No, like, you're so mean me. to me." Something tear down. He's the like, you're so spoiled. I love that I you guys are. Yeah, I was about to say, but I love that you guys mm -hmm. are both very like emotional beings. We're so emotional. And I think then he's just more emotional the than other. me. Mm. <laughs> Actually, uh, no, because after that, I fucking cried. I started bawling. I was about to say, you just answered your own question. And he was like, don't, because I was like, I'm not good enough. Sorry. So I'm the more emotional one because we kept like. Just like beating I, each other. I think on you guys have levels. met each other's match. I don't know if one is more emotional than the other. I just think you guys have like cinder <laughs> to cinder. You guys have met each other. Like you're like, it's like yeah, 
one of you have to just explode. You know what I mean? Like you're just so like that's you just go two emotional people go and in the room. Right. No and one I, comes out. And I just started crying because I was like, I'm not a good girlfriend, huh? Yeah, you're not. I just suck. And he was like, I'm not leaving you. Like calm down. Like oh my god. Oh my. I know. I was drunk. Were you on Adderall? <laughs> I'm no, sorry, that's I not was, funny. I, I, didn't, was I wasn't prescribed funny. yet. Judy! All right, we should close this out. We're always over an hour. I just love chatting with you. I know, like, I love I'm not chatting done. too. And I'm, you guys, shout out. Sorry. Sorry I've been gone for so long. We've been trying to do this episode for a while because uh, I just keep, hey, ow, ow, ow. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you I was embodying you when Brian fine ah Junie just clawed the shit out of my thighs so, I don't fine. know why she's fucking crazy I right mean now. she was needing me she was like literally physically right. and like with the K and with an N just was like me 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 I need you yeah. and then like needing her little making her uh, little kitty pod pies crazy. I don't know I'm sorry anyways but no, I've been um, distracted by like my job and work and life and just like stupid shit and like not come getting. Back soon. I want to come back. Let's do this again. Me, you, and Jess should just like call people or answer emails. Oh fuck yeah, let's do that. I feel like that would be chaotic. Girl talk. Let's do it. <gasps> Can we play that girl game? We have I was to just do we do that with the boys yes. and the girls. Yes. Oh my god. Let's do it. Okay. Say no more, fam. Oh, we have to do it with Rachel again too. The girls' room. We should probably. We could. Could we do all four of us? That's a lot. I That's think we could. Lot. We could do it. We could do it. Yeah. I feel I like everyone recognizes everyone's voice at this moment. Well, yeah, because Jess is, she got an accent. So like, really <laughs> <laughs> you know which accent to say? Because you're like, Jess, it's almost like British, but you're like, I was like, I was going to say it. I was going to be like, she got an accent, but that's but it's not like, her but accent. But it's like mixed. It's mixed, though. It's so yeah. interesting because there's times where I'm like. She could sound LA and then she could sound British. Yeah. But no, her parents have things. British accents. Well, you know me. I was like, I had one until I was at least like four or five. And then I was like, nah, I sound like a drunk. I, ha- <laughs> I had <laughs> an accent too. I definitely had a Filipino accent growing up. Daughter of an immigrant. Daughter daughter of an immigrant. immigrant. Not sponsored by us. But, <laughs> but, but we are daughters of immigrants. We are. <sighs> well, anyway, I don't even want it to end, but we have to let it end. Mm-hmm. Got to end somewhere. Oh, yeah, because whoever's listening to this is probably done with their dishes or laundry or <laughs> right. whatever the fuck you're doing. So you're probably just sitting in your bed work. being like, are they uh, done yet? Yeah. <laughs> Plug yourself, Rose. You can find me <laughs> at Rose underscore Etta Stone. I'm on Instagram, sometimes Twitter. I don't really do much on TikTok, but I'm there. And then watch BMF through the Stars app. Woo. They do. They do pay me. They don't sponsor this podcast, but they do pay my ass. But BMF season two coming out next year. Boom. <laughs> and then follow me, Stephanie Megan, or go to brokeoutherapy.com. All that shit is there. And you guys, I have a contact sheet right here. If you're watching on YouTube, I have it next to my screen. It's on brokeoutherapy.com. You can fill out a form, put in your phone number if you'd like, and or just send us an email of your stories and we could talk about it. Yeah, that's it. All right, bye. Bye. Broke Girl Therapy. 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 Broke Girl Therapy.
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.